If you're a coach of any grade, then you've got to be on coachingtoolbox.co.nz. It's got skills, drills, warm-ups, and even strength and conditioning programs. And the best thing about it is, it's free. Coaching Toolbox, online and Facebook. Check it out. Welcome everyone to the Coaching Toolbox podcast. I'm your host Scott Waldron, aka Scooter. Each week we're going to be talking to people from all levels of the game to give you an insight into coaching, along with plenty of tips and tricks to help you with your coaching journey. Today's guest, the first of many, is former All Black, World Cup winner and a former teammate of mine, Pity Wepu. After playing 71 tests for his country, he's now joined the dark side and is coaching club rugby here in Wellington. Can you say it like how you used to mock? It's a pretty whippu. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm very pleased to have you here, mate. Um, Thank you, know, you for having me. That's all right. We've known each other for quite a while, played a bit of rugby, and now we've kind of both sort of headed down a little bit of a coaching path. So um, it's cool to catch up and have a little bit of a chat about that while we sit here in this beautiful, um, well, sweet, um, luxury podcast uh, environment that we're in, uh, which is actually just my couch, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, where's my robe, you know, slippers? No. You said it's a sweet, a beautiful sweet. It is sweet. It's got, it's got a lovely <laughs> Great view, view. view of the outside, a uh, bit of nature out there for us. But uh, enough about that. Let's let's talk a bit, a bit of rugby and a bit of coaching. So what have you been doing since you've finished coaching, just to give our, our listeners a bit of a coaching understanding, coaching-wise, since you finished rugby? Uh, I was actually just going to go and play league for the, for the year and got asked by... Um, Jeremy to uh, join him and his team with uh, Bushy at uh, Petoni. So Petoni, uh, this is uh, Premier Club Rugby at Wellington? Wellington. Uh, Yep, that's correct. And uh, being assistant role there, it's totally different to the head role, obviously, the head head coaching role. But um, yeah, it's been, I guess it's been difficult, uh, you know, because I'm new to the role, um, you know, and not knowing what my role is, I'd just tried to focus purely on uh, a certain area, which was defence and also the backs. It was a tough, tough old year last year. After a review of the season, uh, I took it upon myself to make sure that I was more engaged uh, than, uh, than I was last year. Um, you know, that I'd question or the coaching staff, or they'd question me um, more uh, this year. And, you know, with the... Selection roles, that's always been the, that's been the one that I'm, I struggle with, uh, picking the right team um, week in, week out. And, uh, you know, when I did a course in uh, the IRB course in, in France, that was the one area I, um, I wanted to focus on because, you know, being a head coach, you've got to take into effect of all the dynamics of each individual um, so it was a good, good sort of uh, insight from them to show us, like you know, uh, what he wanted to your loose head prop. Um, good scrummager, carries well, cleans well, and uh, you know does his role when it comes to lifting and lineouts and stuff like that. And you go to your tight head, pretty similar, uh, but he might be the one that's got better skill set with uh, catch and pass. Um, so it was cool just to see their little way of uh you know making uh selections and things like that so yeah this has been i've been enjoying it a lot more than last year 
one of the issues I certainly had was coming from a professional environment, you kind of demand a bit of professionalism and the, the expectations and you know, you're used to certain systems and so going to club rugby it's it's, it's a change, you know, and you've got to get used to, to the way those are done and, and that's certainly an area I struggle with. Even the skill set, like if you even think about the skill set, you professionally, those boys when we were playing that are all skillful uh, with catch and pass, doing things under the pump, you know, you look at them and you're thinking, oh yeah, they're there for a reason. When you come down to club level, you're like, oh, there's a lot of work that I need to do here. You know, <laughs> and then you've got to try and figure out, okay, what do I do? Oh, same thing that we worked on. The boring stuff, catch and pass, catch and pass, catch and pass. And then once they realise that there's a reason why we're doing it, like the benefits of it, I mean, you can just see their confidence and it's been cool. Like, just, just to see the boys do that. I think we're... Uh... A little bit uh, delusional when we think you can come straight out of playing and go oh. straight into to coaching at that high level, you know, it Would have been does a bit, take a... A bit like yourself though, wouldn't it? Going from professional environment, then, you know, being lucky enough to take the uh, New Zealand Sevens team. Yeah, well, it was certainly a, a, a steep learning curve, um, mm. but, you know, um, I had done... I had to do a lot of upskill in those first three years, you know, it was, uh, it was a pretty tough three years to... Uh, trying to cram in all that rugby up skill as well as, well as working full time, coaching. Um, yeah, I bet. You would have noticed a bit of a, a difference in how you coached back then to, to what you're doing now. Um, did you find it was a lot more of a sort of um, giving instructions, you know, it was a lot more detailed and you were telling them what to do? Maybe com compared to now, Premier Club Rugby, where we're still a bit of telling them what to do, but you're trying to grow their. Um, ability to read the game and it's a more more questioning style. I mean, certainly that's what I, I feel at, at how it's at the difference there. It's, would you agree with that? Yep, totally agree with that. Um, I, I think I was lucky enough uh, becoming a pro professional rugby player that um, it went from that exact style to, a, to the new style now where a lot of it's uh, player driven. Um, you know, I mean, I think we got it sort of in our early years of Super Rugby with Coops. You know, went from one stage to, to the next and um, it was cool to have buy-in from all the players, really, in terms of, um, you know, obviously you start right from the bottom with all your standards and um, the way that you, as a team, uh, you know, want to take things out, out throughout the year. Um, and then uh, you go from that into asking questions um, for, oh, you know, answering questions from the coaches to us actually, instead of the coach saying anything, we just start talking about um, situations and being more aware of, you know, scenarios that unfold in the game that, you know, we don't really see, only sort of, um, the coaching staff or the boys on the sideline that can uh, that can see it, you know, change the momentum of, of, of a game. So um, for us to sort of understand that and react to it, you know, boys coming up with uh, ideas to, to get around that was, was cool. You know, usually you get told what to do. If you're a prop that's not starting and you're your guy that's uh, starting ahead of you, you know, you're, you're able to question them if he's in the right, right part of the field now because they get a better understanding um, in their roles within that structure, um, which has been cool, you know. 
the big old head around the corner forwards, you go and do your mahi, and then bloody the backs try and act like they know what they're doing, do a mean backline that uh, move that they've been practicing all week, and they don't end up getting where they're supposed to. So um, it's been awesome to see the development of the game now, especially here in New Zealand, um, in terms of the skill set that the forwards have got. Um, their rugby brain is uh, really developed, especially in, you know within the professional environment and trying to transfer them to club level. Um, yeah, I'm slowly seeing gains from, especially my uh, my forwards uh, within a in a structure and in a game plan. You know, you question, you ask ask them, oh, you know, how are we going to fall into our our structure? Uh, we actually did this uh, just last week actually. Uh, we had little blocks with numbers on it, uh, and we basically said to them, all right, you show us how we're going to get into our structure, um, what we're going to do if we're going to go to an edge, go wide or go close, um, how do we fall into a, say, a setup of one three three one, um, and it was good, you know, we didn't have to, we just sat there, watched them, and then you just, you know, critique it a little bit with just the attention to detail that not a lot of the club boys have these days. But, you know, just saying, oh, yep, that's perfect. The only thing you're missing here is that this person should be there sitting behind that pod. Why? Well, those boys might get smashed, so if we've got that opportunity to go out the back door, then we move the, the pressure away from those boys. That we, you know, so the, you know, those boys understand that not only are there's an important job of them being in the right place at the right time, the reason why we do it so that we can release pressure off uh, a certain person, part of, of our structure. So, boys are slowly developing, and uh, it's better than the old, was it, rucking, running Ruck rugby? Run or whatever. Yeah. The, uh, well, that's definitely a, um, a thing that I learnt as well, was going Loving. from telling people what to do and showing them now, and then actually growing their, develop, uh, growing their rugby by questioning and growing their understanding so they, they have a greater learning. Um, so they're not just sort of learning to be in the right space, but they're understanding why. And and that was um, when when I did um, get into coaching, all the coaching courses I actually did were all about the art of coaching, not about what you're coaching. Mm. You know, not, I don't think any single one I did was about how to you know catch and pass and how to carry the ball. It was all about how we um, relaying these messages, how are we coaching these these um, people to get the best out of them, so. Yeah, I know. I think the the biggest one that I learned from some of the coaching uh, seminars or clinics that I've been to is, especially with um, boys, is like, when it's sunny, try to have them looking at me and I'm looking at the sun, so that all their eyes are on me, not squinting and looking, having the cover so they can see your face and things like that, so that they understand, so. And the visual side of things, like, especially with Māori and Pacific Islanders, they can't see things on a whiteboard as clear. But when you get them out on the field, they watch what happens unfold on, on the field. That's how they pick pick things up a lot easier. You know, some people enjoy, or they might see it differently on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard, but then they are some people that aren't, aren't that, that type of person, so what do they call that, kinetic learners or something? Yeah, yeah. and that's that's uh, a lot of that stuff into that, that art of coaching as mm. well, is delivering them your messages different styles so you're not just telling them what to do, yeah. you know, and that's probably uh, 
pitfall I fell into was trying to go into club rugby and just tell people what to do and expect them to understand that. If you're a coach or a referee, then you'll know about Rugby Smart, New Zealand's injury prevention programme. But did you know that all the resources like tackle and scrum techniques can be found on rugbysmart.co.nz. It's also time to brush up on how we treat injuries and recognise concussion. Remember, as coaches, it's our job to keep our players safe. Rugby Smart, online and Facebook. A benefit that we've probably both had is we've been coached by a lot of different coaches and probably between us we've covered most of the country um, on <laughs> who's actually um, coaching in the, in the different areas and I think that was certainly a, um, once I realised and learned about different coaching styles then you recognised oh actually this is how this coach coached, this is how this coach coached and you were able to pick and choose and things that you'd learned from some of the other coaches. Is there, is there any coach that you've had that really his style of coaching has sort of rubbed off on you and, or, or that you found you, he got the best out of you, or she, uh, got the best out of you as a player and, and their styles? Yeah, I suppose there's just one coach really. He's like the godfather really. Smithy. <laughs> I was about to say, is his name Wayne Smith? Yeah. Hey, I'd, ha <laughs> I'd have to agree, he's certainly uh, Just his awesome. knowledge around rugby itself, like his attention to detail. Um, he always had like fresh things. It wasn't the same repetitive stuff. Um, so every year there'd be something different and we'd work at that, that one thing for the, probably the whole year. Um, like different drills. I think his vision for the bigger picture was, you know, uh, was awesome. There's people in life that you want to be around and just absorb all that they've got with knowledge. And when it comes to rugby, he was one of those those guys. Before back, being able to sit next to, to Smithy and just take in, you know, everything that he's got to offer. Yeah. Uh, He's one of those guys you want to sit there have a coffee, yeah. five coffees, yeah. that for that matter, you know, just to listen. I think it was maybe 2011, we were in Sydney and I just had a really bad day. Because um, I, I don't really practice my kicking, but Desi, so basically all the Crusader boys, this was when we had the earthquake, all the Crusader boys weren't involved, uh, this was the first one, we weren't involved uh, in the test, so all the kicking duties had to, uh, were given to me. And I swear I kicked like two from flip 50 at captain's run. It was terrible, oh, I was shocking. I woke up the next day on game day, went through a walkthrough. I was just, you know, having a really off day, like I just said to him, look, I don't think I should start today. I think you should start Donga, Jimmy. Um, you know, I'm just struggling to, you know, think about rugby, just because of stuff that had been going on, you know, back here. And then, uh, he got me really good, eh? <laughs> he just brought the whole earthquake uh, scenario at me, threw that at me, threw a few other things, especially around the Crusader boys. Uh, you know, not being able to be there because he'd be with the families um, and the people of Christchurch. And 
I just thought, oh my goodness. Um, yep, radio. I'll figure out how to get on with it. And then uh, managed to get to the game and just listen. Oh, you know, I was listening to music, but at the same time, that conversation just went over and over in my head, and I ended up um, getting myself ready and amped for the game, and we ended up beating them. Had a mean day on the on the tee, and I was I was just grateful that you know I had that conversation with me. Most of the literature is sort of around coaching is there are three styles of coaching. So you got your sort of dictator coach who tells you what to do. Uh, you got your democratic, which is a lot more the questioning team involvement and, and letting them make decisions. And then the next one's holistic, and uh, that is very similar to democratic. So it's all about the player's input, but it's building a relationship with players that's beyond the rugby, beyond the result. And I certainly think Smithy was one of those guys. He he, he made you feel like he, he cared about you as a player, not just actually what you're doing on the field, but like, you know, he just wanted you to improve as a player. And I mean, I, I was my very brief stint with the All Blacks. I didn't really get uh, much involved with him, but when I was with the Chiefs, when he came and helped, um, uh, back in 2012 um, and you just the time that he put into the to that group was, was amazing you know um, you know Sonny Bill would first come back into his rugby he'd been there a couple of years but he still had some areas to improve on and Smith he just spent hours with him helping him on his passing yeah and we went on to win it that year we went from bottom just about the year before to, to winning it and you know that that's a, certainly a style and that gets a player at Bayern, you know, and the players are willing to die, you know, players are putting their body out on, you know, on the field for, for that coach, it's certainly a lot more than one that probably dictates. There is a need for all three of those styles and it's about recognising your team, where you're at um, and going from there. So I guess some of our view, uh, listeners are um, probably coaching kids rugby, you know, and, and right down at that lower level and now you've got um, young kids of your own that are that are starting to get into rugby. Are you are you getting involved with and helping out around there? Oh, I try not to. <laughs> I Only because they've got coaches. They've got coaches, so yeah. you know you don't want to go over there and sort of bum their coaches out because they're not doing it right. Like my girls have just started tackle this year. Both of them, I take them in the backyard and do scenarios where I, I obviously at kids' ages like that they don't really want to tackle eight and seven so I try and be realistic with scenarios in the game so obviously if my kids are on the other side of the field and if they run across I'll run and drag the uh, we've done it quite a bit in training you know, where you drag the tackle bag and you're basically coming from across the other side of the field and you know trying to make sure that you wrap around the waist or you might end up on your ass like I did a few times from good fins and um, or you know dragging it and they're running from behind and just trying to tackle uh, around the waist so just little things like that but you know or even cleaning out they're cleaning out now too I was like oh geez this is going to be interesting but um, yeah I said to my my uh, youngest daughter I said to tell her oh you know when you get to a breakdown don't just stand in front of, uh, in front of them and push them tackle them Act like you're tackling them, tackling them and try and put them to the ground, or tackle them, take a couple of steps, and then once you've gone past the ball, 
then you can sort of, you know, get yourself in a better position so that if they try and counter, you can just sort of push them off with your arm or, you know, you sit yourself in a good position. And she's done a mean one on the weekend in the tournament, but, uh, yeah, it's just slowly trying to teach them. And then my son's only playing Ripper, Peyton, so, you know, he's watching the sister and the sisters in the backyard and he's like, Dad, can I tackle? I was like, ooh, um, you're still playing Ripper, bro. You can't tackle yet. He goes, I want to tackle. So, you know, just letting him uh, join him with his sisters. But on game days, I try and stay away from them and just, yeah, sit back and just watch them. I try not to say anything because Kira never liked myself or uh, their mum sort of, you know, yelling out and supporting. So from day dot, I've just hardly said anything. I'll just look at them and give them, give them a thumbs up. Good work. And then just be quiet. And then after the game, I said, oh, you probably could have done this a little bit better, but, you know, there's next week. You can work on it for next week. But, yeah, I'll try not to be that that parent. Oh, well, you're doing better than me, mate. <laughs> oh, I bet you. <laughs> yeah, I started off coaching, um, you know, my boy through Ripper in his first year of tackle and... Um, oh, that was such a battle. <laughs> um, but uh, that was definitely a, a, a more of a tell them what to do sort of uh, stage. I think you know, the questioning goes out the door with the, the young kids, that's for sure. It's actually good just to sit back and watch. You know, And if I do get asked from the coaching um, coaches to come and give, a, give the kids a bit of it or take the kids for a training um, session, then you know, obviously I'll be doing the basic stuff bringing it, stripping it right back to um, tackling technique. Um, once you've done all that, you know, clean out, strip all that back so that the kids can sort of understand it. You know, they've got like forwards and backs and I'm like, hey, there's no forwards and backs, man. Just everyone have a crack at it. At some stage, they're going to get to an age where they realise, oh, actually I'm not fast enough to be in the back line. Um, or, you know, I'm a bit more solid than I should be. <laughs> Bubbled out. Is, yeah. Too much time in the gym. <laughs> I don't, you know, just, you know, being able to have an opportunity to play all positions, you know, not just think, oh, you kids actually got to be in the lineup. But they're eight and they're doing lineouts. Well, not really a lineout, but I mean, it was just like gutted when they were like, oh, Taylor, you can pass the ball into that. I was like, oh, just, just because she's like, Tubby like that doesn't mean that she should be a hooker, G. Put her in the back line. She might be able to run it straight. Just give her a chance, coach. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's cool to see them do the little things like that, although it's not competitive at the at the uh, line-outs and, and scrums and stuff like that. But, you know, I'll be definitely getting, uh, if Taylor's going to end up being a forward, oh, go and see Uncle Namiya. He'll teach you how to scrum. <laughs> so, yeah, sitting back and watching has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, any other coaches that you've sort of you've really learnt from and developed from? I mean, I certainly there were coaches I learnt what not to do <laughs> from, and that. But that's all that's all part of it, you know. I, I think one of the to be a really good coach, you've got to accept when you get things wrong, you know, mm. and 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 continue to learn because there's not always a correct way of doing it. And I think um, the way coaching has changed, you know, we. we we have to be able to admit we've made mistakes and, and learn from that. So, I mean, personally, you know, I certainly saw uh, Coops. I had a long time with him um, at Super Rugby. And, you know, when we first started off, I certainly, he was 
a coach who let the, the players have a lot of input and um, it wasn't necessarily the best thing for that team. And to be fair, if we're honest, you know, we, we underperformed for how long, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I saw him as a coach when he came to Taranaki and he had a lot more hands-on. He was involved with guys, having chats with guys a lot more. And, you know, Taranaki rugby grew from, we, we, were, we were winning one, two games a season to, you know, now, you know, he took them right through to the championship. Mm. So, you know, that, that was certainly a big learn I learnt from, you know, being involved with a guy like that. Uh, I mean, most of the coaches that I was involved with professionally, you know, were all good. Um, they were great at their job um, and getting the best out of all their players. Um, but the other one that I think that helped my game would have been Mick the Kick. Oh, Mick, yeah. Mick Byrne, you know, just with the skill set, um, his drills that he had, uh, especially around, like, Halfback passing, or just not just not just halfback passing in general. I think his school set that he been an AFL ex AFL player coming over to us, uh, our environment, and coming up with um, a lot of the skills that you see now. Um, some of them that Aaron's posting, Aaron Smith's posting on uh, his social media outlets and things like that. Those are all the stuff that I learned through Mick. And then he's obviously changed a few and made things, uh, you know, developed them a bit more. And yeah, just his attention to the detail of, um, you know, reading kickers, how to put kickers off. Um, I mean, you would, you would have seen it when we were in camp. You know, instead of running at the person, you run to the space where he's going to end up, um, and, and and meet him there. And then like with halfbacks, you know trying to force them to kick the ball straight up and down in one spot rather than allowing them to get um, the perfect sort of clearance kick or contestable kick. Um, you know, I mean, when you first started bringing that out, and I was thinking to myself, how the hell is it there's an ex-AFL player telling us rugby players about these micro skills and about the attention to detail about kickers? Oh, he's left-footed. And when he's on the left-hand side of the field, he goes across instead of forward. And then when he goes on the right-hand side of the field, he comes forward and kicks across his body, you know, little things like that. I mean, I spent two years before joining the the, uh, the AB's camp and never knew anything about any, any little micro skill like that. Mm. You know, run to the space because if he steps back, you've got a guy on the inside that can whack him. Um, or, you know, try and force a, uh, a bad kick. Um, and then, okay, so what happens if we get forced into a bad kick? Or you just send someone, put in a, a good chase, you know? You know, if it's a bad kick, your kick is only as, as good as your chase. So if it's a good chase, it becomes a good kick, even though it might have been a shit kick. Being open to ideas from other sports, you know, you don't have to just learn off rugby coaches to be a good rugby coach i mean um mike ron's a really good one and hopefully um we'll get him on here um at some stage but yeah he he where he gets some of his technique stuff and all of that is just unbelievable and a, a little tip for some people is um his line out lifting you know you, you would never have believed it but you know he watches ballet videos and ballet technique and how they lift 
um, in that and around the centre of gravity and, and where you're actually trying to position your body above the lifter. You know, I, I would never have uh, <laughs> thought that well. that's where you would have got it from. But, um, you know, he's he's certainly technically one of the, the, the best around and, and to, to believe that's where he... he picks up and learns and grows from is, is a little bit uh, unbelievable really oh yeah or oh, even just that tongue on the top of your on the roof of your mouth you know when he told me that I was like what and then you do it without it mm. and then you do it with it and you see the difference between the two so for those people that don't know the the tongue at the top of the mouth is that that's around the tackling or driving is it uh, well I thought it was more for like especially when you're Pushing in the scrum, yeah, yeah definitely. just that whole the, sort of extend and then catching your feet, sort of thing, and the difference of like doing that as opposed to not doing it. Yeah, I oh. found that bizarre. Like one thing, and then I did it without it, without the tongue on the roof of the mouth, and then I tried it with it, and I was like, "You're a clever man. Yeah, <laughs> you is, are a clever man." Yeah, it's something to do with um, being able to let your power through. A little bit more, so there's some homework for our for our listeners. Um, get on the old Google and and have a look and Hard. see if you can find some. See if Connor's put it on any videos. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be there somewhere, you know. On the on the old YouTube, there's certainly a lot of resources there that and around those different sports that we talked about. So some good stuff there. You know, we we too for for Pity Weepu, um with his coaching wise. Ambitions, you know, you're quite happy just to stick where you are, or you know, you do you want to carry on? Well, the goal is to, well, I wouldn't say the goal, but um, the journey is to see if this is the path that I want to go down. Being a being a coach, whether it's semi-professional or professional, um, obviously I'm, you know, I could have jumped straight into. Well, I could have tried. I would have tried to jump straight into a semi-pro or professional uh, coaching uh, team but for myself and for my upskilling uh, I decided to come back to grassroots really if the passion's there to do it and then I'll you know once I understand if that's going to be it the goal will be to uh, to be a professional coach at some stage but I've got to find out whether this is the pathway that I want to go down some coaches might be coaching club for the rest of their life and they're happy with that. You know, that's their goal. Their goal is probably just to win a jubilee in Wellington, uh, or even a, you know, whichever region they're they're coaching. Um, it's just to win a title. Might get the bug and then stay there, coach there for three years, and then see if they can develop a different school set at a different club. Um, but for me, at this time, just keep working on my development as a uh, as a coach, whether it's an assistant role or head coaching role. Um, I think I prefer being an assistant at the moment, so I don't have to deal with the BS of head role, head coaching role where you've got to deal with the club and all the fish heads or whatever they've got these days. Um, so it's been cool. Yeah, best of luck, mate. Uh, I, uh, you're a great man. I've certainly enjoyed having you on my team as a player, and the players are certainly these days are lucky to have you, uh, you know, to learn and grow from, because uh, you are a, a person who's very willing to share the knowledge and and to, to grow the individual. So, you know, appreciate you coming along for our very first episode. Thank um, you for having me, Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see nothing's changed, buddy. Oh, mate.
All right. Well, that's us for uh, our abbreviated version of the CTP, the Coaching Toolbox podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully uh, you got something out of that. Um, and we look forward to bringing you uh, many more episodes to come and lots of information for you coaches to learn from. So go out there, get involved, whatever level it is, and uh, enjoy it. You cause... probably won't learn off that from Pal, but... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> There's lots to learn from everyone, all right? So go out there, get involved in your coaching, your local club, whether it's your school, with the kids, and go out there and, and research and learn because there's plenty of information out there to help you. All right, have a good one, and we'll catch you next episode.